There it is, folks. There's the bell to a big round four. Pacific Ghost Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Ranchos al hígado. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Ghost Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? How's it going, man? Just ready to talk about the big fight over this past weekend. I tell you, man. So there's two weekends in a row, right, with absolute... Um, stunners, right? Mm-hmm. First the Josh Warrington yep. and Lara, and then of course now Valdez and Miguel Burchell. The real stunner, of course, Rick. Hate to say it, yeah. The real stunner was that a lock of the week, yeah, went awry. Yeah, no, you know, definitely, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, calling me out for it. You know, a lot of people acting like they had it the other way. You know, I've, you know. Yet to read a a person who had it picked the other way. Here's the funny thing about all that, right, by the way. I read a few, but it was far (laughs) far and few in between. But here's the thing when these kind of things happen with the all, you know, the I told you so's, right? Uh If they were that sure, right, show me their their stub Mm -hmm. from the sports book or otherwise that showed how much they laid on the fight because they were that sure of it. And they say, oh, I'm not a betting, you know, person, so I wouldn't do that. Okay, but if you were that sure, right, Mm -hmm. if you were that sure – would you have wagered, you know, your paycheck or your house yeah. or your car? And here's the answer. They wouldn't do that. You know why? Because they weren't sure. They simply gave another side of the fight, right? Another perspective that yeah. said, hey, I think this guy could win. And then, of course, when they do, they uh, they come out with, you know, the I told you so's. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, it's all facade. Yeah, no, it, it uh, you know, I even look back on it. You know, I, I made my pick. Um, you know, after the fight, I'm I'm reflecting, and really, there was nothing leading up to this that made you think. You know, yeah. he was going to be able to pull this off. We'll get into it. Yeah. But uh, but I made my pick, and you know, it is what it is. Yeah, like I said though, Rick. You know, you're you're not alone. At least uh-huh. you went out right and made a definitive pick, yeah. right? And you stood by it. I'm telling you, a lot of these you know so-called professional pickers and boxing analysts, right? They come back after the fact and said, "Yeah, I," you know, there was a few, but you know, you're right. What what indication going into that fight was there? That it would have turned out this way. Again, we'll talk about it. Like you said, it's it's going to be a big segment here coming up because there was a lot that went on in that fight, right? Mm-hmm. Not just what Valdez did, but there's also, you know, to me, I, just a questionable again non stoppage of a fight yeah. when clearly a man was beaten. Mm-hmm. No different than the you know than the Warrington Lara fight where Warrington shouldn't have been uh, left to continue because I tell you what, after that. Um, I forget who said it, but that's equivalent. Um, oh, it was Carl Frampton mm-hmm. who um, who got beat by uh, Josh Warrington that said that's equivalent to like three or four fights in one night. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. You know, there was, uh, you know, we're watching the fight and, um, you know, before he went out for that last round, you know, all the announcers, Andre Ward, Timothy Bradley, they were all, you know, begging for somebody to stop that fight. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. All right, so here's what's coming up on round four of season three. Mm-hmm. By the way, round four, um, we missed last week, Rick. We've been calling out, you know, some of the most memorable fights okay. that ended in each round. Last uh, week, probably understandably so, was round three. That's too easy. That's got to be Hagler Hearns. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, there's no way there's going to, no one's going to find a better fight that ended in round three than that one. No. No, I, there's just there, yeah, there's just there's just no way. Round four, a little tougher, right? But of course, we have our our research team mm-hmm. and our whole crew and the fight that they picked out simply because it was a big comeback fight for him at that point in his career was Roberto Duran knocking out Papina Cuevas in round four. Um, the reason why, by the way, is that most people forget that that was after. So Duran had already lost to Leonard in the rematch, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and then he beat some nobodies, and then he lost to Wilfredo Benitez, okay. Puerto Rican fighter, yeah. right? Big, uh, he, we had him on Stat of the Week, youngest to win a world championship at age 17. Um, and it was a big fight for Benitez, by the way, huge. And then Duran loses to a nobody, to a Kirkland Lang, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, beats Jimmy Batten, and then they put him in against Pepina Cuevas, 
which at the time, right, yeah. was really a measuring stick for both of them. But Pino Cuevas was really on the way out at that point, but he could still punch. And this mm-hmm. was at the sports arena in L.A., by the way. Oh, wow. What a fight. And see, and it was after that fight that Duran went on for uh, one of his greatest wins in kind of like his second career when he beat Davey Moore. Mm-hmm. He, he knocked out Davey Moore right after that uh, in the eighth round, of course. But that, but, but the fight before that with Pepino Cuevas, that's why it was so big. It set that fight up. Yeah. And then after Davey Moore, of course, he fought Marvin Hagler and then Thomas Hearns. And yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't get too pretty after that. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So we're in round four. We're going to talk about, really break down the valdez Burchelt fight, okay? How that went down. Give us, you know, we'll give your fee, our feedback of uh, now what happens next and everything around it. Um, big, big fight weekend coming up, Rick. No, yeah. It's like we've got uh, cards galore, man. Yeah, you know, Canelo's fighting. You know, always a big weekend. Yeah, I mean, if you count all of the fights that start on the 26th and the 27th that are inked right now, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. some in you know other parts, but right now, 40 fights total. Yeah, there's a lot of boxing this weekend. Yeah, talk about we've gone on weekends where there's been like mm-hmm. one card. There's like five or six cards, Yeah, 40 fights, only two, well, two championships, but another big championship I know that you found. Yeah, that's taking place in one of those cards. Well, we'll, we'll tease this one. We don't want everybody. Yeah, we're not gonna. Yeah, and and let's and here's the thing. And it's I'll I'll just at least throw this out there, Rick. Big in the heavyweight division, the yeah. championship fight this weekend, yeah. right? It just it, it just springs up on you like out of nowhere. Yeah, I, that's one of those things. It doesn't matter who's fighting. If mm-hmm. it's a heavyweight championship, the fight's got to be big. Yeah, and that's taking place this weekend. We're gonna cover that. Of course, we got the stat of the week, folks. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Don't forget, folks, we haven't said this in a while, but uh, email us at uh, counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. Website is on the way. I know we said we were going to have that uh, last year, but it is a work in progress, and it's going to come to fruition. So that's going to be good. Going to have all of our uh, podcasts archived. You'll be able to contact us there. even going to be show um, merchandise, Rick. Oh, shirts, wow. hats. Yeah, everybody's been asking. Coffee me. mugs, yeah. yeah. Uh, masks, right? The uh-huh. masks that you and I sport around that everybody's yeah. like, where do I get one, right? They're going to be able to order them uh, from from our website. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, all right, back to the fight, Rick. Yeah. So Valdez absolutely throttles yes. Burchell in a fight that, well, we said going into it, right? It was about 67, about 70%, right? 70-30 mm-hmm. in favor of Burchell, right? Yeah. Not as, certainly not as lopsided as the uh, Canelo Elidrum fight, which we're going to talk about <laughs> coming up. That's at 98% mm-hmm. in favor of um, uh, uh, of uh, Canelo. And, of course, you're talking about the difference between, you know, Josh Warrington getting beat by Lara is that Oscar Valdez is a world-class fighter, an undefeated champion. Yeah. Right, so this was not just some you know Joe Schmo that showed up and right fought the fight of his life. Right, this is a world champion. Here's the thing we talked about, and maybe the Reynosos listened to our podcast, yeah. Rick. Right, we laid out the exact strategy that needed to be executed mm-hmm. on by Valdez in order to win the fight. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. The question was, could he physically execute it on what was presumed and was the bigger fighter? coming in and guess what rick not only did he execute it but he executed it to perfection yeah no no it was it was the uh, perfect game plan um i think we knew the game plan going into it um but did we think he would be able to do it for the whole fight without getting caught um you know i didn't think he could you know there were other fighters you know adam lopez another smaller fighter that that hit him and 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 dropped him and he Mm -hmm. was hurt um, you know, Scott Quigg hurt him pretty badly. Um, so leading up to this, you know, that he just hadn't shown his boxing skills, yeah. you know, under the Reynosos, but he did have a year to, yeah. to, to work since his last fight and, you know, he executed it to perfection. Yeah, it's interesting because, again, like I said, right, we, I think everybody knew kind of what he had to do, sort of knew. I think mm-hmm. we articulated it better than anybody did. Yeah. Um, but again, could he sustain that for 12 rounds? Right. I told you, I said last week, 
that it reminded me of the uh, Leonard Hagler fight, yeah. right? Where everybody knew that Leonard couldn't sit, sit there and trade with Hagler for 12 rounds. There's just no way, right? Mm-hmm. That Leonard had to choose his spots. People accused him of shoe shines, whatever, right? But you made a really good uh, uh, point to that, which was we're talking about Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah. right? We're talking about you know a world-class boxer, right? Elite, right? Which Valdez is not. Mm-hmm. Re- remember that, right? So that's that was the whole thing. Was well, how is Valdez going to be able to execute this when he looked very awkward, right? Uh-huh. In his last fights, um, leading up to this. Well, now we get some background that Valdez in his last fight wasn't feeling so well. Maybe wasn't his best training camp, right? And you had everybody doubting him, including mm-hmm. uh, his idol Julio Cesar Chavez, right? Yeah. Completely doubting him. It goes, Rick. Right, without getting super corny, but it goes to the human spirit. And yeah. if you are focused, like he said, he didn't want to be 70, 80 years old and look back and say, Why didn't I challenge this guy? It was that big of a challenge for yeah. Valdez to be able to beat this guy. And the Reynosos, we'll we'll get to that in a little mm-hmm. bit with the Reynosos. Here's what it did though, Rick. It exposed I hate to say it because we really like Burchell, still do, yeah. but it exposed him as a one dimensional fighter. Mm-hmm. Right now, we knew he was one dimensional because, gay, hey, guess what? All Picasso could do was paint, right? Yeah. All, um, you know, what did Nolan Ryan do? The Express, baby, right? <laughs> he threw high, you know, hard cheese, right? Yeah. Anywhere over the plate. If you could hit it great, most people couldn't. That's why he threw so many no hitters, right? So there's nothing wrong with being one dimensional if you're great at being one dimensional. And at the 130 pound level, Rick, at up to this point, who could withstand Burchell's o- offensive onslaught? Yeah. Yeah, and, and really nobody hadn't been able to. Um, you know, leading up to the fight, you know, yeah, we, we had the game plan um, put out there. I, I even I even thought, um, you know, Valdez would win the, the first two or three rounds. And so, you know, I'm watching the fight. I'm, you know, it's the third round, end of the third round. I was like, okay, this is the fight I thought was going to happen. Bertelt yep. always starts slow. Mm-hmm. Um, they said it during the telecast as well. Um, and then, you know, round four, he gets shot, he yep. gets a shot in the temple and yeah. we wasn't the same since. Yeah, that yeah, was it, it. It, uh, you know, he was on wobbly legs for a good minute and a half. You know, if nothing else, Burchelt is really tough, a really tough guy. Yeah. He, he was hurt badly. Yeah. And he kept coming forward, kept coming forward, but just didn't have, I thought maybe eventually he, he'd catch him with something, but his power was gone. Yeah, yeah. Once he, he got nothing. once he got hit with that shot in the temple, and I think again, although the judges had a little bit different going mm-hmm. into that, yeah. but clearly again the strategy was to jab, outbox him. Remember we talked about yeah. last week, make him feel uncomfortable, make Burchelt back up at times, yeah. right? Um, um, always moving, always spinning. Yeah. If you notice that, right? He was always moving. He was always turning and turn him, turn him, turn him, right? So it was never... And then when he would get uh, Valdez against the ropes, what would Valdez do? Valdez would lock him up, mm-hmm. right? So Slip out of there. Slip, yeah. He was never allowed to just have that fight in the proverbial phone booth, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was just digging in, right? And punches and bunches. Never allowed him to do that. Slipping, moving, turning, jabbing. So... It was a matter of time. And again, Valdez is no slouch, mm-hmm. right? And so he landed, and he landed in the temple, and that was it. Yeah. And and again, right, unfortunately, it's it's uh, it's like the movie Independence Day, you know, when the, the, the blueprint was figured out on how to destroy those ships, and they said, let everybody know. That's it. Like, they yeah. have the blueprint on Burchelt now. Yeah. Right? Well, and- it, it, I, I hate to say he was exposed, but he was, Right. He was. Yeah. He's and very one-dimensional. Here's the other fight it reminds me of, Rick. It reminded me of the Tyson-Buster Douglas fight. Yeah. When somebody was able to withstand that initial tornado and onslaught that Tyson normally mm-hmm. would, Douglas withstood it, put the jab in his face. Yeah, maybe Tyson wasn't focused and wasn't yeah. ready, but that didn't matter. He was still throwing punches. Yeah. You know, well, the thing was, is Burchelt really not, never got, got to Valdez. At the end of the fight, his, his, his face was still... You know, there was a little scratch around the left eye, yeah. but we're talking a scratch. You know, it wasn't, yeah. he didn't, he didn't hit him with anything hard. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I know we'll get into it, but uh, that fight could have been stopped at any point after oh, the fourth round. Oh, there, there's no doubt yeah. about it. And he, you know, he did right after the knockdown, I think the fifth or sixth round, mm-hmm. Burchelt started coming on like a champion does, yeah. right? He's starting, he was responding, but you know what? 
Never looked the same. Never, never. Did, didn't didn't look like Valdez mm-hmm. was in any danger at that point. It, it was over. So, yeah, I mean, as far as the stoppage goes, same with this fight, same with the Warrington fight. Something's got to change because how is it that everybody watching the fight, the announcers, us on television, yeah. we can clearly see that this guy has no shot, right? Yeah. Football, of course, a little bit different, but they have concussion protocols, right? Okay, you know, of course, football's in you know eleven players out yeah. there on the field. You can replace them. Boxing's only one person, and you also can't stop the fight to you know administer to whether or not the guy has a concussion because that's going to give him a competitive advantage. The rest—that's the whole yeah. point of fighting, right? I'm going to hit you so that right you're hurt and you can't fight so that I can beat you up some more. It's kind of the beauty of our sport yeah. here, right? But there's got to be. Maybe, Rick, think about this. What if there's another official that is only purpose there, right, is mm-hmm. not to necessarily facilitate the action in the ring, but just to really monitor the condition of the fighters? Yeah, well, the, Somebody the, trained. The doctor should be in there. I don't, I, I don't, but the I doctor's don't, not an official, though. See, yeah. the, the doctor can only do it in between rounds, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying, but the doctor can't throw the towel in. Yeah. Not, you know, not once, you know, did I see the doctor even come and check on him? Yeah. You know, um, the referee, it, it's it's definitely on Burchelt's corner as well. You know, they, they knew yeah. he was a defeated fighter. You know, he wasn't going to, you know, I'm I'm at home. And I'm watching the fight, and you know I've got the uh, lock of the week on the line. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that he's able to turn it around. Sure. But it got to the point where I was like, they've got to stop this thing. Right. Right. You know, I, lock of the week or not, you know, you gotta. Yeah. You know, this guy could get hurt. And it was ugly. Let's be honest, man. And, the the way that it ended, well, the way it ended was ugly. Well, after <laughs> after a while, everyone knew that was going to be the result of the yeah, fight. Yeah, it was inevitable. You know that eventually he was going to be knocked out. Yeah. Motionless in the ring. Right. And and I tell you, they say he's good right now, right? There was a note, you know, uh, yesterday mm-hmm. that, you know, Bur- you know, I started laughing. It said, um, you know, boxer or Burchelt is fine. It's fine how? Yeah. <laughs> right? Define, define the word fine. He's fine. We don't know that. Yeah. We don't know that he's fine. Maybe he passed all of the neurological tests that they do and the eyes moving. But what long-term damage that did that 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 he sustained yeah. that night. We don't know if he's quote unquote fine. I'll tell you what. There's no way you're fine after after a beating like that. No. And and it didn't have to happen. There was no way right after the sixth round. I'd say that Perchelt ha- uh, was going to win that fight. Yeah. Even landing a haymaker. So I do think right. I do think, and this is just to protect the fighter. So because guess what? I don't know if Burchell comes back ever, and is at the same level. Okay, I I, I don't. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's going to come back, but yeah, to 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 get back to the same level, you know, he he's kind of been exposed. The um, you know, he gets hit again in that same spot, kind of the Fernando Vargas uh, effect. Right, right. You know, once he got hit in the chin by by Trinidad in that yeah. that fight. <laughs> yeah, of course. He wasn't yeah. the same. Yeah, you know, De La Hoya knew where to hit him. Yeah, you know, right. and everybody right. else knew where to hit him. It's like when you're opening up that you know that mayonnaise bottle, somebody can't yeah. open, and then you know you you give it to somebody. You you're the one uh-huh. who, who you loosened it up for them, right? Yeah. That that's what Trinidad did. Here's the thing, man. Um, I think there needs to be, and somebody needs to trial this, mm-hmm. right? This is going to come out, by the way, and they're, they're, it's going to be because they listen to our podcast, yeah. right? There needs to be another official yeah. who has the ability. Now, maybe this exists, and I don't know. I could be saying mm-hmm. this, and it's like, well, it already exists, but they just haven't invoked their privilege or their right to do this, Rick. Yeah. But there needs to be a second referee whose sole purpose and has to be trained medically yeah. to read the fighter's condition that has that can stop the fight. That's not the referee in the ring. Because if you think about it, the referee in the ring, he is at the very tactical level, right? Mm-hmm. He's trying to make sure there's no low blows yeah. and, right, there's no clutching and holding and, right? How can he possibly be looking at the at the fighter and saying, hey, are you okay? You're too involved. You're part of the action. Mm-hmm. You need a third party that's external. Yeah, you know, you know, maybe somebody, you know, right there ringside watching on the monitor, you know, um, being able to get a camera in so you could see – the fighter's reaction in between rounds. Because you, when you saw Burchelt in between rounds, he didn't look good. 
No, that that's you're exactly right, and you bring you bring a great point. Yeah. The referee's not looking at all that. The referee is only looking at the fighters. You know, they're everybody's barking at him. Hey, watch the low blows. Watch this and that. They need somebody external, like you said. Yeah, watch the monitors. Watch them in between. Listen to what they're saying, and says that's it. I'm, I'm calling a halt to this to, yeah. to this fight. And I think that what they do, by the way, in order to do that. You go back and show fights like this one to them. Mm-hmm. You show this one. You show the Warrington fight, right? We can think of a number of fights, and this is how you get them trained. You say, look, this fight should have been stopped in the sixth, seventh round, and yeah. nobody would have complained. No, yeah, no, nobody would have complained. You know, I think it uh, should have been stopped. Um, you know, it was it was a scary sight to see Burchelt laying there, you know, for a good, it felt like, yeah, mi- I, you know, minutes. It was probably just a minute, but yeah. It felt like he was there motionless for a long time. And by the way, this is just me. I don't consider those knockouts of the year. Yeah. Knockouts of the year to me are like um, the Erickson Lubin and Jamal Charlo, mm-hmm. where he gets knocked down the first round. Yeah. Where they're both fresh and he lands a perfect punch, right? Mm-hmm. This is like inevitable. Yeah. No, this, this is, is only this one is way like that a this was drunk, end. stammering guy yeah. who just anybody who lands a punch, the guy's going to go out. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. From a devastating perspective. All right. So. Where does Vildad go from here, right? Because the immediate thing right after that, social media was Shakur Stevenson's yeah. calling him out immediately, yeah. right? You know, and I, I would love to see that fight. It's a fight that can be made. Um, you know, now that the Herring and Frampton fight um, has been postponed for a little bit, you know, why not? You know, why not have that fight? And then the two winners of those two fights, who who are all with top rank, yeah. fight one another. Yeah, you know what's interesting, right? Is that prior to this, of course, mm-hmm. right? Um, Valdez probably is not favored yeah. against Shakur Stevenson, right? Mm-hmm. I would imagine it's either even or maybe Shakur Stevenson. Boy, does this change. Yeah. Right? All, all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, is Valdez ever going to be an underdog at any fight at 130? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Because you know, he beat the boogeyman, right? Mm-hmm. He beat the guy that was just a bully at 130, man. Yeah. Okay, kind of like the, uh, well, not not in the same manner, but the, the way Teofimo became, you know, the king of the, of yes. the 135. Right. Um, it, no, but yeah, it, it I, I would love to see the Shakur Stevenson fight. You know, I think um, Valdez could probably be a little bit more, um, you know, aggressive yeah. in that fight. You know, because yeah. Shakur doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have the punch right. to keep him honest. But it's a great slick boxer. Um, you know, so it, it it would be an entertaining fight. Yeah, but I don't think that's the only fight, though, Rick. So here's another guy that mm-hmm. you know that is at 130 that still has a few fights left in him, Rick. Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, huh? You know, I I just uh, I mean know, we you know what I'm saying. I, I, Way in, too big to fight Gervonta uh, uh, Davis, uh-huh. but I think Valdez is more his size, man. Yeah, no, no, it'd, it'd be a great fight, but uh, I I also think Leo Santa Cruz gets knocked out in that fight. Um. You know, he, he, he got hit. You know, once once you get hit like that and you get knocked out cold like that, it seems to be a trend. Same, but same this, thing is, but happened this to, is kind of the same thing like Valdez moving yeah. up, right? And he fought Davis, I think. Tank Davis is just uh-huh. not a 130-pound fighter. Yeah, He's stocky. He's heavy. Yeah. You know, he's husky for that size. I'm just saying that's enough. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I've said before, I would like Leo Santa Cruz to fight a few more times at 126, but if he's going to fight at 130, yeah. that's a fight that could take and, place. And, and that probably could be the the biggest money fight, you know, available. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, only problem is, is Leo Santa Cruz's PBC, and, you know, it'd be hard to get them to but Leo sign Santa up for that. Cruz seems to, you know, seems yeah. to get the fights that he wants. We'll see. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you still got, of course, right? You got Rakamov, who's going to fight, uh, you know, Kenichi Ogawa. For the 130 that, of course, Jojo Diaz vacated. You got Gervonta Davis. Got Gervonta Davis. And I know you got some stuff with Davis coming up in the news. Yeah. um, Um, So, you know, you got Chris Colbert, number one ranked, right? Also, uh, Bob Arum threw out there, you know, Lomachenko dropping down. Yeah. You know, possibly to to 130. Yeah. And that's another top ranked guy that could jump in, fight Oscar Valdez. You know, if if he doesn't want, if Lomachenko doesn't want to fight. Right. And Teofimo again, and he's too big. Drop, he can drop down to 130. And again, I, I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I don't like that matchup for Valdez. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> Just like we didn't like the, no. the, we didn't like the, and again, it was yeah. because we're fans of Valdez, I didn't like the Burchelt matchup. Mm-hmm. I felt, remember we said, I, yeah. felt, I felt it was Leo Santa Cruz, Gervonta Davis all over again. Yeah. Boy, did he prove us wrong. No, yeah. You know, he, he, he looked great. Um, you know, the, my only knock on him, and I don't know if you noticed this, yeah. 
But after he knocked him out, he made a circle around the yeah. ring and he jumped over a motionless yeah. Miguel yeah. Burchell. I wasn't okay with that. I thought that was a bit much for two guys yeah. that said that they were friends before the fight. Yeah. yeah. You know, he did go and check on him after, but, yeah. you know, is this, you know, UFC and, and, uh, you know, Tito Ortiz, you know, drive, uh, digging a grave and then dragging his opponent in there. So we, we, um, great minds think alike, but okay. Yeah. I saw that too, Rick. Yeah. Okay. I saw that too. And I thought, dang, right? Like yeah. here's a guy that basically, by the way, he may have just killed him. Yeah. Right. You, know, you, 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 you may have just killed yeah. a guy, but here's the thing, Rick. And this is why you can't not blame Valdez. Yeah. Okay. Think about all of the people like we talked mm-hmm. about that said, you have no shot. Right. Yeah. This is a bad matchup. You shouldn't do this. Right. Mm-hmm. That was like really you're just seeing human raw human emotion yeah. pour out there. Rick. The the you heard him say, hey, I'm going to spend some time with my family. He hasn't seen his family in a while. Yeah. Right. This is a guy who basically um, Rocky was it Rocky Rocky four. Right. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, spent the time in Russia in the yeah. this is basically what Valdez did. Right. He sat and remember, this is like a whole year almost. Right. Yeah. Of of wanting to do this, the WBC belt, which he mentioned, was a big deal for him, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I hear you. Yeah. I saw that as well and said, "Damn, this guy's on the ground. He's he's yeah. like dead." And you're, but I'm telling you, Rick, yeah. this guy poured everything into this fight, uh-huh. physically, emotionally, and to do that and to finally, yeah. that's when I think is that you know, and you probably would know having a big victory like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Sports-wise, you know, but but I've, I've had those moments. Yeah. And you're not thinking because of what you just accomplished. Yeah. Well, see, I know? just remembered, you know, <laughs> when my accomplishments, <laughs> acting like I've been there before. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Um, yeah, that's true. I, Jim, I, Jim I, Brown used to say, they used to ask him, yeah. why don't you spike it in the end zone? And Jim uh-huh. Brown said, hey, I act like I've been here before. That's yeah. right. It's it one of those, you know, yeah. um, I'm okay with him making the circle around. Yeah, he didn't have to jump over him. It reminded me of the uh, yeah. the Allen Iverson, you know, uh, yeah. stepping over. Uh, was it Tyron Lue? Yeah, it was Tyron Lue. Yeah, you know, in the NBA Finals, yeah. they ended up losing that uh, yeah. Finals anyway. But backdoor sweep. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, he stepped over. Him. Yeah, I, look, like, all, all I'm saying is right, right. So I gave you the big description. You still didn't, you, you didn't buy it. Yeah, right? no, no, no. I, I'm just I think, telling you, man. The jubilation when you accomplish something uh-huh. like that, and the sacrifices, and the haters that were out there, right? It's just like all that instant uh-huh. gratification. I, you're not. I'll be honest with you. If you were to ask Valdez, do you remember that? He's gonna say, I don't remember. Yeah. Remember doing that? It, There's no way he yeah, was conscious that just, he did that. Ryan Garcia, who, yeah. you know, arguably does everything the wrong way. Yeah. You know, when he yeah. knocked out Fonseca, yeah. you know, he was there kneeling next to him, making sure he was okay. Yeah. Canelo's the same way. Yeah. You know, he, he knocks people out. But, but when again, he knocked but, out Amir yeah. Khan, right. Amir Khan was out. Yeah. You know, he's kneeling next to him, making exactly. sure he's okay before. Right. He, you know. But that's the whole yeah, thing, exactly. right? Amir Khan and Fortuna are now like big mountains to climb. <laughs> Okay, this was a guy that nobody in boxing thought that that Valdez could win, including us two. The lock of the week may have been the lock of the week that drove him to go nuts. Think about that. Could have been, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm telling you, right? This was an this was this was an insurmountable mountain, right? This was a big rock that couldn't be moved. I think what you're trying to say, yeah, is that. That jump over Burchell, yeah, that was for me in the lock of the week. It, it very well could have been. Yeah. It very well could have been that you know what I mean. That's what emotionally yeah. drove him over the top. I want you to think about that. And he didn't know, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah. I finally, Rick. This is I'm gonna say. Forget about the lock of the week. How often in life are you wrong? Period. Yeah, you know, and that's that, that's true. Not very, you know, right? It, uh, your your wife could probably attest. Like your well, what, what are you? You know. She well, she celebrated. She was yeah. on the couch with million me. and oh, yeah. she was on the couch with me. She, you were wrong, right? You that's, know? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that was <laughs> yeah. a big deal. Yeah. So I want you to put that into perspective with what Valdez accomplished, uh-huh. right? I guarantee you, in all seriousness, I guarantee you that he didn't even realize what he had done because yeah. I'm watching him too. Rick, I'm saying, come on, man, this guy's on the ground, like stop. But it was that. Yeah. It was that just exhilarating. To accomplish what an accomplishment, you know, it was like it couldn't have been done. It was this was the you know the Americans, you know, this was a do you believe in miracles moment, yeah. you know, the Americans beating the Russians. That's how big this was. You didn't care if somebody on the other team was hurt. Mm-hmm. You threw your hockey sticks and you celebrated. That's how big th- this this upset was. Yeah. So, all right, folks. Wow, 
So there you go. That's a, hence why it had an entire segment yeah. here, man. No, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, we didn't touch on it, but, uh, you know, Burchelt, uh, it sounds like, you know, he's saying he's going to come back and be stronger than ever, of course, you know, but he's got options <sighs> yeah. as well. You know, it uh, there's fights to be made. Well, you know. Here's the options that he doesn't have, right, is he was talking about, you know, after this, does he move up to 135? Uh That's not going to happen. Yeah, no. Okay, if a guy like Valdez, right, um, can pretty much demolish him the way he did Mm -hmm. at the 135 pound, are you kidding me? Teofimo Lopez will have him out in in, in the first round, Yeah. right? And and a lot of guys there, right? Imagine uh, um, Ryan Garcia. Mm -hmm. Garcia will have this guy out. Yeah. Garcia's not going to allow this guy at 5'10 to come in. And yeah, all, all of a sudden, Burchelt's options are stay at 130. Hey, what about Jojo Diaz and Burchelt? Yeah. You know, Jojo right. Diaz, I don't think can hurt him. But, you know, so, but yeah, there's there's fights to be made. And you know what he I mean? become a, you know, fight, fight Rakamov. Right. You right. The, yeah. Right. The winner of the Rakamov Ogawa fight. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, he's, he's still there, but I'm telling you, yeah. yeah. Don't be surprised also. If we don't see the, the best. Yep, if we don't. because And why? Because somebody should have stopped this fight after about the fifth, about the fourth round and yeah. said, this is it. Yeah. Amazing. All right, we'll be right back to talk about the week in boxing, a few news items, and then, of course, we've got some fights coming up. We'll be right back, folks. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Yeah, man, he's um Valdez is too good of a sportsman to 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 do something like that. You know? Yeah. It didn't look good, I agree with you. It didn't yeah. look good, but it wasn't done with malicious intent. Yeah. No, no, I, I You know I what I'm saying? That. I just I just thought But yeah, it didn't it, look right. Yeah, it didn't it didn't look good. I'm with uh, you. Yeah. But like I said, without getting into it, um there was reasons why when you finally climbed the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. you know. So, all right, man, let's go through, uh, you know, a couple things that's going on in the boxing news, Rick, and then we'll talk about uh, a few of the key fights this weekend. Yeah, um, so um, just a couple fights uh, from this past weekend. Uh, Adrian Broner, uh, he won a unanimous decision over (sighs) uh, Giovanni Santiago. Uh, We might as well touch on that, but... uh, that was gonna. Yeah. We were gonna do a whole segment on that too. Yeah, no, Just break it, that fight down. It, it doesn't need its own uh, segment. Okay, you know, it, a typical Broner fight. He didn't yeah. do enough. You know, you're, and then you know the judges kind of gave it to him. You know, because yeah. it's a PBC card. Um, it's a comeback fight, um, and then but he's fighting a guy that you know, I don't think he had an opponent. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, you know they they picked this guy up. You know, last minute, um, and then. You know, Adrian Broner didn't land a punch in the first round. Yeah, and and won the first round on on two of the judges' scorecards. Yeah, how's that? How's that possible? Yeah, right. It, it, how's it, that possible? So there was a fighter back in the day, mm-hmm. right? His name was uh, Willie Pep. Yeah, and Willie Pep um, was that's what he was known for, right? Like complete ring generalship. Uh-huh. You know, like he would make you look foolish, right? To a point where, you know, he didn't have to land a single punch to win a round because of his ring generalship. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that was the case with Adrian Broner, Rick. Yeah, no, it, it uh, you know, just the fight, whole fight, you know, it, um, Santiago outlanded him 207 punches to 98. Yeah. You know, I know CompuBox isn't everything, but, um, you know, I don't think Broner, Broner didn't outland him in not one round. They were actually tied in the second yeah, round. It doesn't, six, it doesn't six, give six. you the the effective punches, Rick. That's what you're not looking at. You yeah, know what well, I mean? Yeah, you know, this isn't the amateurs. How many effective punches does Broner throw? Yeah, you know it. Uh, you know, but you know Broner's he's going to get a big fight. Who knows who? You know, if he's uh, they're talking about Regis Progray, you know, fighting him. Yeah, um, I would love to see it, and you know. I know Danny Garcia is your fighter that I you want <laughs> yeah, to see just yeah, put away. Yeah, I want somebody to take put away Adrian Broner. Yeah, and you know we'll never have to uh, see him out there again. The thing is, they have. Yeah, but but he hasn't been knocked out. No. Is the thing right? He loses, but not in not in Burchelt style yeah. loss. Right. The thing the thing that's interesting about Adrian Broner right is why does he remain relevant? Yeah. Okay. I, because right. I mean, so let's look at right. So he at one point right. The um, lightweight champion, right? So he won the WB, 
wait a minute, I'm going to get this wrong because he beat Pauli Malignaggi, by the way, which yeah. which is a big deal. So he won the the yeah, the 130 pound WBO championship, right? Yeah. So so you know, we're talking about a legitimate champion, right? So let's give him credit for that, okay? Yeah. Um, he he was a champion, beat Pauli Malignaggi, okay? Didn't lose until Marcus Maidana, okay, in a 12 round decision, okay? Mm-hmm. And then after that, a series of wins, including John Molina Jr., and then he loses to Sean Porter, yeah. okay? And then he beats Adrian Granados, and then he loses to Mikey Garcia, okay? Mm-hmm. A draw against Jesse Vargas, gets throttled by Manny Pacquiao, and then here he is against Jovain Santiago. Yeah, it's just one of those things. They even put up a, a stat to show you how, you know, this isn't the stat of the week, mm-hmm. but during the telecast, you know, I was I was kind of interested by this uh um, this the stat that they put yeah. up there. The only fighters to win titles at 130, yeah. 135, yeah. 140, and 147. Yeah. There's, there's four of them. Yeah. Three of them are sure Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. You've got, well, De La Hoya. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Adrian Broner. Yeah, see? Four division world champion. Four division champion. world champion. Yeah. That's interesting. It wasn't, see, but he didn't beat, it, not that it no, matters. No, he didn't beat the top guys, yeah. He yeah, it's not a way. who's who, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's still a four-division, Mikey Garcia's a four-division mm-hmm. world champion, right? So, I mean, that's the answer, I guess, right? Is That's why he's still relevant. Yeah. Because at one point, he was considered one of the best fighters. It's just that his recent performances, right, what he says outside of the ring and what he does on social media is bigger than anything he's done in the ring, right? Yeah. No, yeah, it it just um, he he he's he's used the Mayweather blueprint where yeah, let me get everybody not to like me. Yeah, you know, he's still coming in with brushing his hair. Yeah, he's got the flashy tights. You know the uh, mm-hmm. and he's used the Mayweather model. He's just not Mayweather. Yeah, and and of course, um, he lost the title similar to um, Jojo Garcia. He lost 130 pound against Vincent uh, Vicente Escobedo. Mm-hmm. When he didn't make the 130 pound limit, no. okay, that's how he lost 130 pound. And then after that, though, he beat Antonio DeMarco for the WBC uh, lightweight championship. Yeah. So, and then like I said, and he beat Pauli Malignaggi. So at uh, he beat Pauli Malignaggi. That's who he beat for the uh, WBA welterweight championship. Yeah. So you know he he does have a, you know, a couple wins. You know. He's got the, the resume, guys, right? Yeah. He's got the resume, but it's just as of late, yeah. right? As of late. You look at his last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Last eight fights, he's five and three. Yeah. And and okay. and, and to add in the uh you know, all the domestic violence issues, you mm-hmm. know, it uh you know, yeah. that's not helping uh yeah. you know, people want to see him. Yep. Um also this past weekend, uh on the undercard of the Val Desbert Chout, uh Gabriel Flores. He looked yeah. good, um knocked out Jason Velez. Yes. In uh six rounds. Yeah. And um that was the same uh Jason Velez that uh Oscar Valdez had just knocked out. That's exactly right. The fight before. That's exactly right. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um I mean they, they've gotta be setting him up, big following up north. Mm-hmm. He's gotta be ready for a bigger fight, right? Yeah. No, no, definitely he definitely looked impressive. Uh tough guy in uh Jason Velez. Yes. Um, so then, yeah, coming up this weekend, we've got um, the Canelo Alvarez. Yes. Elidrum fight mm-hmm. in Miami. Yeah. Um, you know, another one. Do you, do you have the uh, – are there even odds on this one? There was. Remember, yeah. we, me- we mentioned last time. Uh, but now, I mean, let's be honest, you know. I mean, with the Lara fight, yeah. with the lock of the week, you know, are, are you even a little gun shy? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you're – like your Maverick, you and, know, after and, after Goose went down, and with um, you know, Yulidrum's uh, uh, trainer coming out and saying Joel Diaz, yeah, Joel Diaz. We, we talked about a couple weeks ago about him saying right, he's in. The isn't world. he in Turkey? You said, yeah, right, yeah, he's in Turkey. He has the game plan, and right, and he's going to shock the world, right. So again, so depending on which line you want to believe, mm-hmm. currently. Let's just say the uh, Canelo Alvarez is at a, a at a cool minus six thousand, is is what he's at, Rick. What does that mean? Yeah, uh, minus six thousand is ninety eight percent. Wow, right, ninety eight percent. That what about Yulidrim? What, what is, does it, does it give you odds on him? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, it gives you odds on him. He is at a plus twenty eight hundred. So okay, so a hundred bucks. 
It'll get you twenty eight. Yes, a hundred bucks will give you twenty eight hundred dollars. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Which yeah, he's because he got a three point four percent chance. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put a hundred on. Not bad, huh? Yeah, yeah I, not I'd bad. Put, even a hundred bucks. I'd put even a hundred bucks. You would have done pretty good if you'd have put some money on Valdez this yeah. weekend. And <laughs> although if you could find a place that was taking the Laura Warrington, mm-hmm. you'd have done really well. I think I think that one was at twenty to one. Well, yeah. that one what I told you was at minus five thousand. Yeah. yeah. Remember. So that was at five thousand. So yeah, we're not a betting deal here. Yeah, but if you would have put, um, yeah, you you would have done really well. Yeah. Um, also on the uh, on that undercard, uh, Julio Cesar Martinez and uh, McWilliams Arroyo. Yeah. You know, should should be an interesting uh, fight on there. On yeah. That one. Just to give you, hold on, yeah, just to give you a little bit of level set, okay? Because mm-hmm. uh, Laura was at tw- uh, plus twenty five hundred when he fought Josh Warrington. Okay. Okay. So if you would have put in um $1000, you would have won 26,000. <laughs> 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 not bad, right? Yeah, no, not bad. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So sorry about that. I have a feeling I know who your lock of the week is this week, but yeah. like I said, I don't know if you remember the movie Top Gun, mm-hmm. but you know when Goose went down and and yeah. uh Maverick, of course, Tom Cruise, he refused to fly, and they said, get him back up there as soon as possible. Yeah. So this is kind of like you, you know? The fans, we need you back in there mm-hmm. p- picking another lock of the week here before the show's over. So um, well, I can, I can we go can ahead and do that. it. I can go ahead and do it now. Um, okay, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Canelo. <laughs> by, uh, by, uh, <laughs> by, uh, by knockout, uh, lock oh, of the week. Um, yeah, too yeah. much going on. Yeah. You know, it. Uh, <laughs> we didn't touch on this earlier, but um, yeah, you know, the trainer. Yeah, you know, it's trainer of the year. Yeah, you know the. Um, yeah, we forgot to touch on yeah. that, but you're right. Yeah, you know, there's no yeah. way. Yeah, you know, they've already got this next, you know, five or six fights mapped out. Yeah, yeah. he's only doing this one, so as a mandatory. Yeah, he knocks out Ulidrum. Uh, he just fought. Didn't seem like Canelo just fought a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, right? he fought, little, fought a couple of weeks ago. You know, definitely didn't balloon up, balloon up in weight. Yeah, he did balloon up in height. Yeah, by the way, that's right. Yes, we yeah. did see that. He grew. He grew about three to four inches. Yeah. that's right. Um, but um, I, I heard he's back <laughs> down though. To, he's back down to five eight. Yeah, yeah. Which and that happens by the way. Yeah, when you get fired up, you you can go from five eight to six one. Yeah, and stand you know eye to eye with people. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. I feel, Rick, I feel like you're, you know, after a fight that you lost, like instead mm-hmm. of stepping in, I feel like you're taking a tune-up. That's what kind of this, that's what this is like a stay busy fight for you. Yeah. By, you keep, know, by picking Canelo. Yeah. By no, the way, who happens to be the, yeah, the pound for pound, number one fighter. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in, in the when world. all else fails, you, yeah. know, you have to, uh, you know, yeah, this is my, definitely my tune-up fight. This is my mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have no choice. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, it's, I, I, I get it. You know, you got to, sometimes you got to just, you know, lick your wounds and you got to. Yeah. Know, Get going, but no, uh, that that's that's fair, and and I think that's a very safe pick. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though, man, I'm telling you, with the craziness, uh-huh. threes, you know, third times a charm. Hey, man, who's to say? Yeah. Who's to say that Elidrum doesn't come in ready? Canelo overlooks him, Rick. Uh-huh. Right. Un- I don't want to say under prepares because it's difficult yeah. to imagine that with Canelo Alvarez. Uh-huh. But you know, this guy's got a lot to prove, man. You think about it. Think about. Just in the last six months, the fights that have shocked us, which, you know, people say, oh, geez, the COVID has impacted us. It started with Tefimo Lopez and Lomachenko. Yeah. Now, we called that one. Yeah. Okay. But for a lot of the boxing world, that was a huge upset. Mm-hmm. And then you got Laura uh, uh, Harrington or Warrington. Yeah. Not not everybody thought Ryan Garcia was going to beat Luke Campbell. That's exactly right. And not only did it beat him, but convincing fashion. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got this weekend, Valdez and Burchell. So it's all over the place yeah. right now. Yeah. But I, I don't, you know, I, I think this would be the greatest boxing up, upset of all time. So you're saying this kind of brings normalcy, yeah. right, back to boxing, right? Yeah. The guy who's supposed to win is going to win yeah, may, in this know, particular case. M- maybe if you wanted an upset. Now, I'm not saying this one. Yeah. You know, maybe you take uh, Kyron Davis over Anthony Durrell. Yeah. It, it, but that one won't happen either. But um, that, no. that may be the upset of the weekend. But. No. And that is another fight. So, yeah, yeah, like I said, so there's 40 fights taking place. Um, okay, so that's one. And then you've got another championship, right? you got yeah. the— uh, Boy, the smallest division almost, right? Mm-hmm. Right before um, you have the, well, almost. It's the flyweight championship, right? Yeah. WBC champion. Uh, Cesar Martinez, Martinez against Mc... McWilliams. The Royals are number yeah. one 
how did that happen? The champion in the WBC fighting the number one contender? What's going on there? Yeah, you know, this, maybe people are paying off the right, right why, people. Why, yeah. why are they doing that? Yeah, yeah, why would he not be fighting like the number 12 guy? Yeah, or well, maybe they probably they have the same uh, promoter, so they, they, they find a way. So that'll be interesting. That's one of those fights mm-hmm. where, you know, the top of their heads barely go above the third rope. Yeah. Right? But nevertheless, Rick... Um, that's probably going to be a very a very good fight. Very good fight, you know, just leading right up to the uh, the, the Canelo fight. Yep. Um, also, this weekend, um, you know, we talked, we touched on it early. Uh, we've got a heavyweight championship fight. Championship fight. Championship fight. You know, Huge. Here, Huge. We, here we thought only Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. That's right. You know, but no. Yes. The WBO. There's a strap. I mean, there, there's a belt that's gonna that's yeah. gonna take place on the winner of the fight. This is what we're saying. This is what they're saying. That's right. The WBO, yes, Oriental Heavyweight Championship. Wow, title. wow, that's I, big. Know, and I've never, that's... you know, I've never, I've never heard of the European title. Yeah. The you know W, uh, WWE has the Intercontinental. Yeah, yeah the Intercontinental you know, one's big. But the yeah. Oriental title. <laughs> <laughs> the long history of the WBO Oriental title. And, and I'll tell you, right, just the way Valdez um, just, you know, reacted with jubilation. Yeah. Don't be surprised if it's a similar reaction yeah. to either, uh, was it Joseph Parker or Junior mm-hmm. Fa, right? Isn't that who's who's vying for that yeah, one? Yeah, it's uh, Joseph Parker, Junior Fa. Yeah. Uh, both uh, from New Zealand. Yeah. Which is another weird thing. Is is, is New, Zealand, New Zealand part of Asia? No, not exactly. No. Yeah, not yeah, not it, exactly. It would, closer to Australia, maybe? Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. It is. It's right across from Australia. Yeah. Yes. That's what they said. They sent all the criminals to uh, to <laughs> Australia. It's kind of the way that story goes. Uh-huh. Um, and here's, so here's the thing. I don't know if you have it. I'm sure you're going to find a way to uh, for the stat of the week uh-huh. to maybe find, you know, the previous uh, WBO Oriental Champions. And you know, <laughs> and some of the record books around there. You know, who's had it longer? The long list of of great fighters who've held that championship. Believe me, I tried, but yeah, you know, it uh, you know, maybe for next week. You know, there there just wasn't enough time. Yeah, you know, I need two weeks of research to be able to find something like that. And right, you were thrown off by the yeah. you know by your lock of the week yeah. not hitting. So that yeah. was like you know you were jolted in the ring. Yeah. yeah, you you were lucky just to survive the round. Yeah, much less come up with stat of the week for mm-hmm. the WBO. Oriental heavyweight championship. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, right? I was going to watch that fight anyways because obviously it's uh-huh. what we do. Now I'm going to watch it. Well, yeah. may even take precedence over the entire Saturday, man. Well, WBO rankings, uh, one's ranked number three, one's ranked number six. So That's it's right. not like uh, That's right. you know, you've got uh, Andy Ruiz sandwiched in between between those two. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, these are the kind of uh, on the outside looking in heavyweights. It's going to be exciting. Uh, yeah. I'm interested to see. I'm just as curious to see the decorations on the belt. Yeah. To see how they have that thing for yeah. the you know for the Oriental uh, WBO Championship, right? Yeah. The ultimate in uh, the alphabet soup, different type of championships. No, yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, so yeah, also a um, few fights um, <laughs> that are being talked about. Um, the Alexander Povetkin Dillian White fight yeah. has been moved to March 27th. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, they moved it to Gibraltar. Yep. Um, it was supposed to be March 6th, but uh, be, due to COVID restrictions, um, nobody's able to travel into the UK yeah. for that fight. And just as a reminder, that is the uh, yeah the rematch, the rematch, mm-hmm. the do over until uh, until Dillian White is able to beat him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. They're going to keep fighting until Dillian until White wins, wins yeah. and then he gets the mandatory. So. Um, really well, pulling for Povetkin on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, too, you know, the fight we've been talking about for um, at least a year. Yeah. Sergio Martinez versus uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. That's huge. Uh, yeah. They're, That's they're huge. talking about yep. it in, in Mexico yep. during the summer, June or July. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we saw this one, you know, probably a year ago as soon as yep. – Sergio Martinez announced his uh, which we did call, which yeah. we did call by the way. Now, Rick, let me ask you: Why are they fighting in Mexico? Uh, well, good, good to ask that. No, yeah. uh, because Chavez Junior. refused the drug <laughs> test and can't fight in the U.S. Right. Here's a guy that yeah, yeah he can cross the border legally, but uh-huh. he can't fight legally in this yeah. country, right? Because of all the shenanigans that he's pulled. Uh, yeah. Who cares over there? I'm surprised that the WBC doesn't sanction doesn't sanction that as some kind of a championship, yeah. Rick. Right? Oh, yeah, they will. You know, it'll yeah. be like the Aztec belt. Uh, you know, the uh, 
legacy yes. championship. Yes. Um, Here's the thing, by the way, okay, is that that was a hell of a fight when they were both in their prime. Uh-huh. You remember that yeah. fight? Uh, Chavez Jr., right? Again, to me, that's one of the fights where he actually earned my respect mm-hmm. because he came back in the 12th round and almost had Martinez out. Yeah. Even, and, and by the way, um, Chavez Jr. was the champion at that point. Mm-hmm. If you remember the WBC... Pulled all their shenanigans, right? Yeah. Somehow, right, Sergio Martinez was stripped, Maravilla, right? Uh-huh. Good documentary, by the way. Um, I think it's available on Netflix. If not, find a way to watch that. There's a documentary on Sergio Martinez. Have you seen it? No, not yet. Good one. And he goes into all that about yeah. how, you know, the WBC stripped them and then they somehow catapulted Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And then so beating him was a big deal. It's too bad because, uh, and by the way, that was like the beginning of the end. And then after that, even even guys like Cotto were able to beat <laughs> Martinez, yeah. right? After he was softened up um, with on one leg, yeah. right? He was on one leg. So that fight, right? Unfortunately, if that could have taken place right after that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been a good fight. Yeah. But now we'll see, right? Yeah, it'll just be... Uh... And where are they going to fight it? Because, you know, Chavez Jr. can barely make light heavyweight, 175? Yeah, no. it. Uh, yeah, who knows? It'll be able to catch weight. It'll be like 170 or uh, even though Maravilla is coming <laughs> back and, and he's been fighting at 160. Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, they'll find a way, you know. Chavez is probably running around at about 230. Yeah. And uh, he'll drop down to 170 for the fight. Hey, I love... Um, I love Martinez's story. Like yeah. I said, I read about him, but watch that documentary, right? This is a guy that got into boxing late, you know, and quite the story, if you remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that's interesting. Yeah, no, uh, you know, can't wait for it, you know. That's one we may watch. At, are you sure that it's not going to be superboletos.com? <laughs> Superboletos had the other, remember his uh, his fight for 20 bucks, uh-huh. I think, the Chavez, the Chavez yeah. Jr. fight. But, oh, but they eventually did put it on DAZN. Yeah. That's right. It, it, uh, That's right. So, which, by the way, and I'm not putting Super Boletos down. I think it's cool <laughs> yeah. that they at least there was a, a medium to watch the fight. You know. Yeah. What um, else, Rick? The other fight uh, they're talking about is Javante uh, Davis dropping down in weight. Yeah. Going to 126 to fight Gary Russell Jr. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, yeah. where in the heck did that come from? Yeah. It just. Um, you know, it's one of those PBC things where you yeah, know, they, they they don't want to fight anybody outside of the PBC, right? You know, who are the two biggest names we can put together, and uh, you know, if one of them loses or one of them, you know, just to kind of save face. But Davis is not uh, PBC; he's with Mayweather. No, but but they're all uh, they all run in the same. Yeah, yeah. So they have a yeah. So we'll see. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I guess I don't get that one then. Yeah, you know, it could be Still. one of those things where you know Javante Davis wants to be yeah the, the the champion in three different divisions all at the same time. And Gary Russell, of course, right, who fights unfortunately right once every year and a half or whatever. Yeah, right. Was his last fight when he throttled JoJo Diaz? It may have uh, been. Could have been. Yeah. It may have been. I mean, that's the last time I remember watching him when he completely throttled uh, JoJo Diaz. Um. I don't get that fight at all. Yeah. But you know what, though? Here's the thing. If they're able to make that and that comes to fruition, that's I'm good with that. Yeah. No, you've, you've got two guys. Um, you know, Gary Russell's 31-1. Uh, yeah. You know, doesn't fight enough. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Lomachenko beat him. Yeah. Uh, Gary Russell's last fight was February 8th, 2020. Um, I can't even pronounce this name. Yeah. It, but it's... Uh, Nayem Bayar. Yeah. And yeah. and that uh yeah, that is number 4 ranked by the yeah. WBC. But pr- and yeah, but that's the thing. And then prior to that Joe, he fights once a year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Yeah. What else you got, Rick? Um, you know, Aram talking about uh, Lomachenko's re- return and uh, yeah. you know, possibly against Oscar Valdez, you know, it could be um you know, he stays at 135 and 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 fights Haney. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where uh, Lomachenko, you know, ends up. Has there been a more bitter loser than Lomachenko? Well, um, uh, <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? Well, he has like non gracious in, in defeat. He put himself in that wild, wild you know? category. Yeah, you know. Yeah, where... uh, you're right. Right? Has there been? You're right. The answer is yes. There is. <laughs> you know, Wilder, right? But okay, outside of Wilder, like. 
can can Lomachenko be any more like sour grapes? You know? Yeah. It, and and in in less sportsmanship than just saying, "Geez, I got beat by a better fighter uh-huh. who fought a uh, uh, right." A, who had a great game plan because when he beats guys, which Lomachenko was doing, you know, other than Orlando Salido, right? Mm-hmm. It was all about the machine, and now he's just technically better. And he would even clown around on the ring, remember? His yeah. Spinning and punches behind his back and all <laughs> kinds of garbage, right? Now he loses one fight, and all of a sudden, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it was cheating. He didn't know what mm-hmm. fight they watched, you know, right? Yeah. He was winning. If he is man, he gives me rematch, right? Yeah. You know, and then holy smokes! <laughs> you know, just waiting for hey, my uh, my outfit that I wore to the ring was too heavy. Some yeah, yeah, I know. All of a sudden, all the stories about him being uh, you know whatever the Russian ballerina and mm-hmm. all kinds of other crap, right? And I don't even know if he was you know pound for pound. Was he really the pound for pound? Is he one of the greatest fighters of of all time? Not in my book, man. Or, or you know, just the ESPN you know hype machine where they pump up their fighters and. Uh, you know, now because he lost, it's now uh, Terrence Crawford. Right. That's yeah. exactly. Uh, let me tell you something. I hate that. Right. I hate this, but you know, I'm old school. Argoyle destroys this guy. Yeah. Argoyle destroys this guy at 130 pounds, man. Right. So does Duran at 135. Yeah. This guy. This guy's not one of the great ones. No. He's one of the great amateur fighters who came to the pros and beat some very good fighters. Right. But I'm sorry, like I used to be a bigger fan of him, but the way that he's treating yeah. this loss to Teofimo Lopez is like, dude, take your loss. You got yeah. beat. Right? Yeah. And and he's kind of disappeared. You know, we see Teofimo. Well, yeah, of course he's disappeared. We've, we've seen Teofimo every single weekend. You know, yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. Is Teofimo at every fight in every major location? He, he's right? there running is it the around, Valdez fight. You yeah. Know, um and good for him, by the way. Yeah. So would I yeah. after what he did. You know, maybe they need to make him special special guest referee, WWE style. Yeah, that, that would be good. Them? Yeah, why, why not? Yeah, yeah why not? Because I tell you, man, it's a joke where Lomachenko has gone yeah. with this whole charade, you know? Like, somebody's got to do something about this, you know? <laughs> Am I the only one? Like, you know, I, I shouldn't have lost. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And and Teofimo, by the way, right, on a side note, is now calling out, right, top rank and saying, hey, if I don't get the fights I want and, you know, my career isn't steered to where I want, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and good for him, you know. If he should he's gotten to the point where he should be able to pick who he wants to fight, and um, you know they they are putting that um, his fight against uh, Cambosos, yeah, uh, for purse bid. So yeah. like you know, Top Rank isn't uh, yeah. they don't want to pony up the money for it, so they're right. putting it out there for anybody to come in and. Uh, yeah, don't blame him. Yeah. He he is now one of the. He's not on everyone's list, but he's on our list. He is one of the pound for pound top fighters, beat. Supposedly one yeah. of the top for yeah, and he's going to get paid peanuts. Yeah, and I'm no way. There's going to be a, a pretty good bidding war for that. You know, Debella was talking about getting into it. Yeah. Um, also, um, wild card thrown in the mix. Uh, Triller. Yeah. You know who who hosted yeah. the Roy Jones Mike Tyson. Yeah. They want to they want to make a bid for that fight, and um, you know it'll be interesting because if if Top Rank doesn't want to pay him, whoever picks up this fight. He may look at down the road saying, "Hey, they really wanted me to, yeah, that's right, you know, to promote my fight, and you know, maybe he looks to move." Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think they understand the impacts of it. Yeah. This is the guy at one thirty-five. Yes, yeah. Ryan Garcia has more followers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, Tank Davis just beat you know Santa Cruz, but he is the guy. Yeah. And that's it that I got for the uh, boxing news. This All week. right, good stuff, Rick. We'll be right back with the stat of the week, and then we'll wrap this up. We'll be right back. All right, what a what a round four, Rick. I mean, you know, you talk about uh, so much that happened over the past weekend. Um, so let's end it with a perfect stat of the week to okay. make it even better. Yeah, so my, my stat of the week this week is um, Roy Jones Jr. is the only boxer in history to start his professional career at junior middleweight, which is one 154, yep. and go on to win the heavyweight title. Wow. So that means, so so the lightest, so the lightest yeah. that somebody started, with there has to be their first fight, uh-huh. right? So that means his first fight, like you said, was at uh, junior middleweight, mm-hmm. super welterweight, <laughs> right? So at 154 pounds was his first fight, and then he won the championship. So you're talking about 
154 and heavyweight, of course, is over 200. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, he beat the tough Ruiz. Mm-hmm. The quiet man. Right? Yeah, if memory serves. Chelsea, for the, I think Chelsea, Massachusetts. Yeah, was he? Yeah, that, that, that's right. That's right. Very interesting. I thought we had a poster of him. Maybe, yeah. maybe not in here of uh, Ruiz and the, on that fight. That's interesting because, uh, of course, right, it had to be Ruiz, not against nothing against Ruiz. He's got my mm-hmm. last name, so he's got to have something there. Yeah. But one of the legitimate champions, right? In that in that particular era, you know, because no way he beats Klitschko or, or anybody like that. No, because wasn't it around that era? Um, I, I think it was slightly before the Klitschko era. Um, yeah, I think it's probably around when you know Holyfield was in there. Maybe a little bit after Holyfield. Yeah, but there were bigger heavyweights, but um, yeah, this was probably the easiest. I, I of can't the believe. Bunch. Yeah, so you're talking about Holyfield, Tyson, mm-hmm. the uh, oh gosh, who's the big uh, English guy? I can't believe I can't. Think of the English fighter. Lennox Lewis. Lennox, yeah, Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Um, so yes, all right. So, but but again, right? Because it was when we're thinking about it, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it. Like um, James Lightsaw Tony, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of went from that weight division all the way up to the heavies, but never quite not uh, not big enough, right? Yeah. I mean, so I guess give him credit, right? What do, what championship was that that he beat Ruiz for? Which belt was that? Uh, let me see. I can look that up. Uh, yeah, but uh, he did. Uh, he was the WBA heavyweight uh, championship. Um, yeah, there you go. But yeah, Roy Jones won titles at middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. Yeah, I don't even know if he defended that heavyweight championship. Probably not. No, I think he dropped. He well, I think he moved up in weight. Yeah, and then dropped back down to fight yeah. Tarver. Yeah, and got knocked out. That's right at the at light heavyweight. Yeah, Tarver just had his number. Yeah, right. Crazy how that happened, man. All right, folks. There you have it. Good stat of the week, Rick. Good round four. Looking forward to your lock of the week with Canelo Alvarez this weekend. Yeah. You feel pretty good about it? I feel really good about it. Okay, but yeah, you felt pretty good last week, too, with that pick. Folks, we'll see. We'll check it out. We'll talk to you next week. We'll break that down. A lot of other big fights coming up after next weekend, by the way, Rick. Mm -hmm. So looking good, folks. Protect yourself at all times. Have a good week.